episode 184 of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. The report's final, but will it matter? Let's start the show. We are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity. All right, welcome to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Hahn. Thank you for liking, rating, reviewing, subscribing, telling your friends about this podcast. It means so much to me that you continue to listen. Happy holidays, everybody. Uh, I hope you're all getting ready for the holiday season. I know that we got a gift on Monday. The January 6th committee issued their final report. I always want to call it a commission, but the Republicans rejected a commission, and then they failed to put members on the committee itself. So uh, here we are. This is the committee we've got, even if it's not the commission that we asked for. And I think they've done an excellent job exposing uh, what happened on January 6th and who was responsible for it. And they issued charges, including incitement of a riot and obstruction of Congress. Uh, and a few other charges. It, it, it Look, we knew this was coming. Um, now the question is, will Republicans in Congress walk away from this man? I know they want to. I don't think we should let them. I know McConnell has walked away from him. I mean, he issued a statement today. Sorry, Monday. Uh, I know you're all listening to this on Tuesday. He issued a statement on Monday that said, we've always known who was responsible for January 6th. Other than that, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> you know, okay. So basically, he's saying Trump without saying Trump because, you know, Trump is like Voldemort to the Republicans right now. He, he who shall not be named. Too bad. So sad. You are stuck with this man. I am not. I mean, unless you come out in the new Republican-controlled House of Representatives and issues, issue articles of impeachment against Donald Trump, which forbid him from holding public office ever again, unless you do that and then have him convicted in the Senate, which he would be if it came from the Republican House, I think. Stop. Uh, you get no quarter here. You get no safety. You get no You get no points for at this late day and age deciding that this man was bad for America. He was bad for America when he came down the escalator in 2015. He was bad for America when he was your candidate for president. He was bad for America the entire four years he was president of the United States, and he is bad for America now. So you're late to the party. You own every evil, despicable act he's ever done. Every failure he did as president is still owned by Republicans who refuse to denounce him. Now, look, there are a few who have denounced him all along. People like Mitt Romney. Even though, uh, you know, in 2016, he tried to become secretary of state. But I'll flip from that. He did vote to impeach him. Uh, there are... Many or, or convict him of imp- of the impeachment offenses. I always hate that we talk about impeachment as that's the removal. No, the, the Senate removes. The House impeaches. Impeachment's the indictment. I I just say that I, you know, that is our job the next two years. Because it's very clear to me that the man is an electoral weight around the neck of Republicans. 
and he will absolutely try to become their presidential nominee, and they will absolutely try to stop him, and they may be successful, although I don't think so. I gave you reasons for that last week, and I'll probably give you more reasons for that over the years, as time goes by over the years. Um, But that doesn't mean they get to disavow all of their complicity in his crimes and in his destruction of the norms in this country and of his failures, quite frankly, as president, his actual operational failures as president. I am not allowing them to walk away from it. I will call them out for it on this show wherever I go. Even people like Ron DeSantis, who hopes to unseat him now as the Republicans' standard bearer in the presidential uh, election in 2024. I'm sorry, Ron DeSantis was as Trumpy a guy as Trump ever had. If you remember his campaign ads, he, you know, had his, you know, he, he was wearing his Make America Great hat. He was telling his kids a story about how Trump built the wall. Uh, I mean, please, America, let's not have short memories about these people. They are all, with few exceptions, I should say, I shouldn't say all. There are very few exceptions in the Republican ranks of people who stood up to Trump in any meaningful way. And only those who stood up to him in meaningful ways get passes. And quite frankly, most of those people have been run out of the party already anyway. Anybody still left for the most part, still holding office in this country for the most part, are people who stood with Trump in the Republican Party. There are a couple of exceptions here and there. Very few though. So here's your job. Here's your goal. Write this down as you set your goals for 2023. Do not allow any Republican politician who did not stand up to Donald Trump in any meaningful way when he was president to walk away from him now. They own him. Now, I know the Wall Street Journal has a poll out that says DeSantis is beating Trump among Republicans. I do not believe that poll. I think it's an outlier and we'll see what happens. I think if Donald Trump runs for president, he will be the Republican nominee, especially if more than one person challenges him in a primary because Donald Trump has a solid 35 to 40% of the Republican Party fully in his grasp. I mean, the guy, look, I was hoping that today I get to just joke about his trading cards, his non-functional functional tokens, NFTs, whatever they are. A little late to that party too, by the way, you know, like let's get involved with the NFT market right after nobody wants anything to do with crypto or NFTs or anything. But nonetheless, he put 45,000 of them out there and they sold out in a day at $99 a pop because I guess everybody's got a, uh, you know, a Trumpy uncle or grandfather that they were sending that to them for Christmas. And they were the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. Trump is an astronaut. Trump is a cowboy. I mean, please, (laughs) this is your guy? This man announced he's running for president of the United States a couple of weeks ago, and over the weekend, he had a major announcement planned, and it was Trump trading cards, a grift, and people bought them. I mean, I, I don't fault anybody for trying to make a buck. I fault the people who pay for that nonsense. I mean, I fault him, too, for grifting and conning his supporters because he knows he could always squeeze them for a couple more bucks. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think $99 a pop, 45000 of them. 
I think that gets him $4.5 million in one day for selling them nothing. Nothing. It's a digital trading card. I'm pretty sure you could take a picture of it off the website and it's the same thing. What's the difference? Why do you need to own it? (laughs) I don't understand NFTs. I don't understand crypto. I'm going to have the mooch on in a couple of weeks to talk about the uh, the latest of the crypto problems. He'll be on. He'll talk. We'll find out. But it is uh, it, it, it is amazing. So the, the January 6th issued their report. The justice is up to the DOJ now, and I think that there'll be more charges against Trump and others around January 6th. And there should be. And I don't know why it's taking so long. I think it's time. It should have been done by now. I mean, these people try to overthrow our government violently. Violently. And the only people who have been, you know, uh, Jamie Ratskin, Congressman Raskin made it very clear at the hearing. He said, we don't live in a country where the foot soldiers go to jail and the leaders don't. The foot soldiers are all getting put in jail. The leader is Donald Trump. It, the buck stopped with him. And I get it. A couple people from the Proud Boys have gone to jail now. And I guess the Oath Keepers are on trial now. Oh, sorry. The Oath Keepers went to jail and the Proud Boys are on trial. I can't get my racist Trump cult, violent Trump cults. I can't keep them straight, right? They all look the same to me. A bunch of guys playing dress up. I always tell those guys who like to play dress up, we have a perfectly good army that you could join and you could just go go off to war if that's what you want to do. So we'll see. All right. This is a short and sweet show tonight. Uh, no guest. Uh, no more radio shows for the rest of the year uh, until January. Uh, so you're going to have a couple short and sweet shows in the next couple of weeks. So I might do a best of. Sorry at some point. Uh, but I'll be back. I'm going to talk about Twitter and what's going on over there other side of the break. Buckle up, folks. The Car Pro Show podcast is here to rescue you from the doldrums of everyday life. And you can find it on iHeart, Apple, Spotify, or wherever your podcast cravings take you. What do we have here, doctor? Looks like yet another case of the Car Pro Show podcast giddies. Do you concur? I concur. And it's spreading like wildfire. I know, but the podcast is so powerful. Jerry and Kevin dish out all the juicy car news from the Car Pro Friends universe. They review and chat about the latest car lineups from all the big players in the industry. And they take live calls to help steer car buyers in the right direction. It's highly addictive and impossible to shake. Do we alert the press? Are you crazy? If more people discover the Car Pro Show podcast and its cornucopia of car curriculum, this thing will spiral out of control. Listen to the Car Pro Show on iHeart, Apple, Spotify, or wherever your podcast desires take you. Brought to you by CarPro.com, where you now have a friend in the car buying business. CarPro.com <laughs> The Car Pro Show podcast is available on iHeart, Apple, and Spotify. I can't take my husband anywhere. He's constantly behaving like a five-year-old, snorting, joking, yapping with strangers. It's so embarrassing. But the one period when he's fully engrossed in anything is if he's listening to the Car Pro Show podcast. Here they are now on the Car Pro Show. He gets to hear Jerry and Kevin share all the latest and greatest news and information about the CarPro Friends universe, reviews and commentary on all the newer vehicle lineups from every major brand, stories and testimonials about ultimate car buying experiences through CarPro.com, and certified CarPro Friends at dealers nationwide. My only regret is when this two-hour break from you-know-who ends. Save yourself! Grab some me time by tuning into the CarPro Show podcast on your device anytime, anywhere. Listen to the CarPro Show on iHeart, Apple, and Spotify.
or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by CarPro.com, where you now have a friend in the car buying business. CarPro.com. All right, I'm back. So, yeah. You know, a couple of days ago, on Saturday, uh, I'm watching a story on CNN about how Tesla and SpaceX boards of directors are becoming increasingly impatient with Elon Musk uh, over his constant troubles with Twitter, constant bad press, constant, you know, outrage in the media. And it's become a major distraction for him. And this is a guy who, look, I'm sure Twitter is fun. But SpaceX is going to make him a trillionaire, right? There's a lot of money at stake at SpaceX. I always find it funny. I'm watching this story on CNN about uh, about the shareholders, uh, you know, and, and Twitter and how Elon Musk is imploding on Twitter and blah, blah, blah. And then the next story is about SpaceX launching a rocket in space. And I don't even mention that Elon Musk owns SpaceX. I, I, that really happened this weekend. Uh, SpaceX is a real company that makes real money and does real things, important things, things we all like, putting satellites in space, maybe putting a Mars colony together. I, I, you know, they're doing good things. And it's making a lot of money for a lot of people, and they are getting really annoyed with Elon Musk because it's only a matter of time before something happens on Twitter where people just say, we don't want to deal with Elon Musk or any of his companies anymore. And a lot of the money that SpaceX makes, not a lot of it, all of it, is made from government contracts. They've got tons of government trials. Maybe not all of it. I mean, maybe they put a satellite in space for some private companies too, but they do a lot more with government contracts. So Elon Musk's in a tough place. It led me to tweet on Saturday night and offer to buy Twitter from Elon. I offered him $1 billion. <laughs> so um, I don't have a billion dollars, but I'm pretty sure I could put it together for something worth about $30 million, billion, right? Twitter's worth about $30 billion. He paid $43 billion for it or $46 billion for it, which is way too much. But let's face it. He could afford to take that $45 billion loss because SpaceX is worth you know, $200 billion. Elon Musk on Sunday put a poll out. Should I step down as the head of Twitter? I will abide by this poll. I voted yes. So did 57% of the 17 million people polled. So I assume maybe by the time you hear this, that this man will announce he's stepping down from Twitter. Be great. If he decides to sell it to me, um, I'd have a lot of fun running Twitter, and then I would sell it at a huge profit because I'm only paying a billion for it. Um, but you know, and if he wants me to hold it for a couple years as part of the deal, I could probably work that out. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think he's going to probably sell it to a big company like Apple or Meta, Meta, the parent company of Facebook, um, and be done with it. And he's going to sell it at a loss. Maybe not the $45 billion loss that I asked for, but I think he's taken a $10 billion haircut at the very least. He definitely overpaid for the damn thing. And hopefully whoever buys it's going to take it public again. Because look, it is an important platform. And it's a platform, look, forget about important. I don't, I don't know if any of these things are important. It's fun. 
I enjoy it. I enjoy interacting with people who I, you know, who see me on television, who listen to me on the radio or listen to this podcast. I get tweeted at all the time. I try to respond. Uh, I like putting my thoughts out there. Uh, it has been very weird the last two months. I've lost a lot of followers. My stuff does not fly the way it used to. I mean, I used to put something out there and I'd get like, you know, I sometimes get 50,000 likes. I don't think I've had anything over 10,000 likes since Elon Musk has taken over. And, and you know, I, some things that I put out there, you, you know, you'd see they'd start rolling and then they just stop, which I don't understand. I don't know if that's a problem in the algorithm. I don't know if my things aren't getting seen anymore. I don't care, frankly. I'm not like, it's not the end of the world. I have other platforms. I enjoy Twitter. It's fun. But a lot of people do care. And they've been making a lot of noise. And, you know, putting people like Kanye West back on and then having to ban him and Trump and others. I don't know. I don't know if that was a good move, Elon. Uh, these are some pretty disgusting people who've done said some bad things that have gotten people hurt. I mean, you know, Kanye's just been openly anti-Semitic. And it's disgusting because I used to love Kanye's music. I can't, I won't do it. Done. Not listening to him anymore. Touch the sky, no more. Um, so we'll see how this pans out. I think before the you know before the end of the first quarter in 2023, Elon Musk will no longer be owning Twitter, let alone running it. I think he won't be running it before the end of the year. I think he's going to turn it over to somebody else to run it. Uh, I think he'll sell it after that. Uh, it takes a little time to sell, but again, my offer's out on the table. Elon, one billion dollars. I'm sure I could scrounge that up. Uh, $1 billion if you'd like to uh, sell it to the aggressive progressive. I promise that I won't ban people because of their political views. Only if those political views are expressed in a way that is racist, sexist, anti-Semitic, or causes people actual harm. And I'm not talking about their feelings, but actual harm. Um, but yeah, no, no racists, no sexists, no anti-Semites, no homophobic statements allowed, nothing that harms people intentionally. You want to have discourse, you want to talk about an issue and debate a particular policy or stance, yes, that is great. Let's have that conversation. You want to call somebody a name because you disagree with their point of view, that is not the way to go. That'll, I promise you, though, I'm not banning conservatives just because they're conservatives. I won't ban liberals just because they're liberals. Everybody will, everybody will have a platform as long as they're nice. I think everybody's got to be nice. And here we are a week before Christmas, not even, a couple days before Christmas. I think that we all need to figure out a way in 2023 to be nicer to each other. To find a way to get along. I don't know if I said this on, you know, I do so much media, I forget what I told people. So I'm going to say this again, because I think I said it on my radio show and not on my podcast. In 2023, find somebody who you can have a conversation with that you disagree with. And I, I specifically say, find somebody you can have a conversation with. Because there are people you disagree with that you can't have a conversation with because they're just going to, you know, you know they're they're unwilling to be moved 
and they get hostile towards any other opinion. But there are people, and I have a lot of friends who I disagree with on a regular basis, who I'm able to have a conversation with. I also believe that we got to tolerate people who don't agree with everything we say. And, and that's not a problem for people in my generation for the most part. Gen Xers tend to go with the flow. I, I think, you know, the, the, the millennials and the Gen Zers tend to not tolerate each other if they disagree with each other or either other generations that disagree with them. It's you're with me or you're not. Black or white. I see that a lot. And not just in politics, by the way, in relationships and other things, people who, who are of, of those, you know, Gen Z particularly and millennials that, that just like it's black or white. All decisions are black or white. That's not the way it is. There's lots of shades of gray in this world. And we need to be able to talk to people who have a variety of views. And I, I talked about this. I think I talked about this last week in the terms of, of Kirsten Cinema, who I, by the way, called Kristen Cinema all weekend, which is stupid. Kirsten Cinema. Um, I apologize, Senator. I was not intentionally trying to call you Kristen. Uh, you know, she she voted with Biden ninety three percent of the time, ninety three percent. And for that seven percent, every progressive in America has made her the devil. Every single one. Kirsten Cinema is light years of light years better than any Republican we would have gotten in Arizona. Uh, the first time she got elected, because the first time she got elected, it's been a while since a Democrat had held a seat in Arizona. And she won that election. Light year is better than the Republican would have been. We'd have no judges right now because it was a 50-50 Senate had Kirsten Cinema not been in the Senate. There's going to be an election in Arizona in two years. I believe the Democratic Party is going to support Kirsten Cinema. Kirsten Cinema. I'm not getting her name wrong. I don't that was wrong with me. I know her. <laughs> um, I think they're gonna support her. And they probably should, because she'll be light years better, particularly now in Arizona. I mean, the woman that ran against her, you know, six years ago or four years ago was actually kind of normal, <laughs> right? But she was conservative. She would have blocked every Biden judge, but she wasn't like a Trump maniac. You're gonna get a Trump maniac out of the Republican Party in Arizona right now. And if the Democrats run somebody and Cinema runs as an independent, the Republican's going to win. So let's figure out a way to support her and put her back in the Senate. We got to tolerate people who are a little different than us. It's okay. 2023 is here. Let's start over. Let's refresh. I love a new year. I love a new year. Gives you an opportunity to you know, the, the weeks between Christmas and New Year's is a great week to reflect on the year that was and what's ahead. And what's ahead in 2023 is, is a couple of things. Like I said earlier in the show, Republicans are going to try to pretend they didn't know Trump. Oh, we don't know who that guy was. We never supported him. No, you did. We've got video. We're going to tell you about it. That's, that's going to happen in 2023. And Democrats have got to figure out how big our tent's going to be. Is there room for a cinema and a mansion? I think there is. Because they're light years ahead of the Republicans we get from those states. Is there, you know, does that tend, you know, look, I, do we want people on the far left and, and, the, and the center left of the Democratic spectrum? Yeah, even some center-right Democrats. Take them all. 
How big's our tent? How big you want that tent to be? How much can we tolerate? And there are some lines we won't cross. I'm not going to sit around and support somebody who's anti-choice or anti-gay rights, anti-marriage equality, anti-woman. We're not going to do any of that. But you have a different idea on how we spend our money. I'm open to have conversations with you. Welcome to the party. I mean, that, that's, a, you know, that's something that we shouldn't be throwing people out for. I mean, they have different views on the economy and how federal dollars should be spent. As long as they're normal and they don't just play games. And I, I get it. Some people think she just played games. But again, I, I point to her voting record. 97% with Biden. She voted for every single one of Biden's judges. And she voted for my former boss, Chuck Schumer, to be the majority leader. And she'll be doing that again in January. So, anyway, get ready. The year's coming. Merry Christmas if you celebrate. Happy Hanukkah if you celebrate. Good Kwanzaa, festive Kwanzaa if you celebrate. I know there's like 14 other holidays. So, happy holidays to everybody. And I want to remind you now, as I always do, to seek the truth. Question everyone and everything, even me. Seek the truth. I know it's out there and I know you'll find it if you look for it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast.